Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you the latest preaching from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you so much for your presence. Have you ever thanked God for his presence? Like in moments during the day that you say, thank you, God. Have you ever become so acquainted with like, oh, wait, that was a God moment. Have you, or maybe you've been distracted. Every day I'm learning to pray differently. I'm, I'm learning to say like, just open my eyes so I can see those, those moments where you really want me to understand it was only you. I don't want to go through motions. Religion is just so void and stupid. You can text me on that, you know, and, and put it on YouTube as well. The pastor said religion is stupid. It's stupid. Like, it's really stupid. Like, yo, it's empty. But, but God wants us to know that he is. He's with us. There's a word in the house, and I believe God wants us to go under the title Ripples of Grace. And if you come with me, we're going to go into Exodus 15. And uh, we're going to have a really good time. Can I ask you to stand up for the reading of the word, please? I'm not going to ask you to stand for long. Ripples of grace. In Exodus 15, says in verse 22, we start. It says like this. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. Too many jokes. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah... They could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. That's in Hebrew. So people grumble against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Then Moses, verse 25 reads, he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. And he threw it into the water and the water became fit to drink. Therefore... The Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. For some people, you can be seated. <laughs> I mean, you, you want to stay standing. It's all good for me. You know, you share the pains. <laughs> pain is a beautiful thing. And pain, pain has ripples. In the, in the context of today, we see a dem. And if you don't go deeper, and if you're only someone that studies a book and letter and ink written, the historiosity of the text, you will only stop at it being a, that's what happened to them. But I believe God has something deeper. Some of us in the world today, we like this to be us. So this happened to them, but it also translates to what is happening to us. If we are studying the word, we are fearing God, 
and we are willing to understand that there's some some of these understandings that apply to what we're living today those are the people that might extract a way more beneficial part of the text every time we we come into moments like this there's different layers and uh, it depends on our disposition how deep we go i know this is getting you bored because you came to be excited and encouraged and build me up i have a tough week i live in london you know what i mean like excite me about my own life whatever you know what i mean stop just get into it give me three points and i'll get on my way but there's more to your story that most of the times you actually observe. There's more to the story than what you say to your friends, to your mom, to your dad, to yourself. There's sometimes they look at the mirror and you take your eyes away from you. And every time we look at the word, the word looks at us. And sometimes we want to take our eyes away. But there are ripples with everything we live in life. The people of Israel, the context, right? The them. Let's keep it, let's keep it far away for, for a minute, yeah? For a minute, we're going to keep it simple and easy. For them, it was coming out of a moment of this ease. Today, we understand disease as a, an infirmity, a, a sickness. But have you been in a moment that is not easy? Welcome to life. Truth be told, this ease is more than only a sickness. It's a moment when you're not at ease. This is the context. So they were coming from years of being distant from word, from understanding, from being their own. They, they went for help. They ended up being slaves. Some of us understand situations in life through what we need. And although it might supply for a minute, it might make us slave for a long time. That was the them. And they're coming from that that was a supply and that's what I wanted. I wanted to study that. I wanted that job. I wanted that relationship, but it brought these ease. I know that that has not happened to anyone in this place. You know, we're talking about your cousin, your, your neighbor, you know, like someone in very far away in your lineage, you know, maybe you know someone in your gym that has some kind of disease, you know what I mean? Like you have been acquainted at some point in your life. You went to school. Remember when you were young, you know, you went to, you had, yeah, you know someone. But that someone might be looking at you in the mirror. And the people of Israel were coming from their situation. Everyone has a situation. Everyone, I mean, there's other translations for that, but I'm not going to go into the Greeks of it. Um, but there's situations in life that take the most out of us. Or prove you that you are still human, that you're not God. Or exemplify your limits in front of your eyes. Maybe makes you acquainted with your age, with your emotional and, and physical, even a spiritual stamina. Everything in life is here to prove a point. God is God and we are not. And if we look at life like that, it is simple. The people of Israel forgot. They looked at the resources but forgot the source. So they got entangled with the blessing instead of looking for he who blesses. And then, here we are. So it's a them. They're coming from a place that was 
or had brought, like, had brought them into a place of brokenness, of anguish. Very similar to the day that we're living today. We are living in a topography. Topography, if maybe a simple, it's not a simple word for many people. Like, let's say, topography is what explains to you how the land is shaped. Let's say like that. Um, and if we're looking at it from the perspective of land, of soil, there's ups and downs in life. We can, it's easily, easily translatable to problems and all that jazz, but let's go deeper to that, yeah? Can we go deeper? Should we go deeper? I think we should, yeah? Topography, the, the spiritual topography that we're living in today, the mountains that we're facing today spiritually are dense. And also, I would add that they're condensed. They're not only thick, but they are so much together that sometimes when you're done with one thing, that one temptation, that one thing that you're facing or your friend is facing or your cousin is, is facing, you know, for the sake of life, you know, there's another call. There's another friend that calls you, can you pray for me? Because we are really good at knowing the rules of the game. We know that we can, we can rely on one another. We understand that we are our body. And most of us have the luxury to have revelation of that. Some of us still walk alone. We don't have a mentality of body. So we walk to the topography of our day by ourselves. Thinking, if I cannot pull it off, I'm not worth it. I am not an heir to his grace. I'll come back to that in a minute. The topography in the spirit describes the nearness that we have to the body and we have to God. But also in the world today, we see that there's a political, financial, emotional topography that is at the verge of collapse as well. Good news. We need God more than ever. Yay. You know, while the world is trying to fix what cannot be fixed because they didn't break it, so the world cannot fix it. Oops, there's a silence there. And all the faith went out of the building, you know. Who broke it if it wasn't us? I ask you a question. Who taught you how to lie? The first time that you stole a, a toy from your brother, your sibling, your friend, someone at school, who taught you that? It came naturally. Most of us go through life, through the day. When was the last time you thought about gravity? We're all subject to it, but we never think about it. You never thought about it like and say, hey, you know what, today, another day, another day against gravity. And the grind. You didn't post it on Instagram, you know, measuring the gravity of the day. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's no way. And we don't pay attention to things that actually influence our everything. Everything in our body is influenced by gravity. The old people are looking in another direction. Gravity it is not something that makes you worse. It explains what has become old. And there's a lot of us that live a faith by gravity, but don't apply our life to the grace. So I, will, I would want to debate with you, and if you 
you know, just give me a couple of seconds of your time today. I want us to really start that tension between Christianity, living for Christ. That's what it means. It's not going to church. That's very different, you know. A lot of people go to church, but they do it on, you know. They're not following Christ. They just go to church. It's different. But what about living Christianity by gravity versus by grace? What if there's more to our walk with Christ that sometimes we allow ourselves to access? Because we're only looking at what we needed, the them. We needed, then by gravity, we ended up blessed and then ended up hostage. So I do all these things, so I, I invent all these wheels for me as a little experiment of grace to walk with, but I never met the grace that brings rest in the midst of my these ease, gibberish, I know. Take a second. The canvas of today may bring you and me to the picture, okay? So I'm a visual artist, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to paint something for us to look at, okay? So the context is what happened to others. And we're professionals are looking, hmm, that happened because, have, have you ever noticed that you were like, a pharmaceutical doctor engineer, you know, you know the medicine for everyone else's problems but your own. So that's the them, that's the context. Oh, I live in London, you don't know. And you're, try you, you, and you're trying to explain to others what happens to you during the day based on the context. Oh, this happened because of, we are professional grumblers, like in the word, we are professional blamers. And that's gravity. That's what's natural, what comes natural to us when we're not growing. But God is inviting us to grow. And from growth, you will have these ease confronted. The canvas is us. So we have been replenished by God in seasons. And it's like buying shoes. Those shoes, as you grow, will not fit you anymore. And every time something in your walk with God is not allowing you to grow, it will become uncomfortable. And we want comfort. We have been built, we're wired, we're sold comfort as the epitome of awesomeness in everything. We even as Christians are sold the, the broken build that God has to talk to us versus I humbly look for you, Lord I would really, I would really need a word from today. Can, can you really talk to me? And there's those hyper, hyper emotional, separated Christians that say, God wants to talk to you. Who are you to doubt? They never taught anyone to drive. They were never in that place of someone having to leave diapers for underwear. You never understood that sometimes it's not what you want. Is what you should get to be able to produce healthy frustration. I believe that something that has happened to me many, many times in my artistic walk as an artist, as a visual artist, you get constrained by styles. You, you paint certain things. There are seasons, you know. Allow me to bore you for a second. But I sometimes, you know, I have caught myself in a, in a pattern building inside of a structure 
And it is easy to keep on building based on that pattern. But every time growth has to happen, I have to be frustrated with old patterns, with old structures, old relief. Relief being a positive and a negative word sometimes. Old comfort being a positive and a negative word sometimes. But we think, we want, we want everything to be cookie-cutted to our continuity, to our understanding. Context, canvas. What if I need to be led into the desert? Sure, literally. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the desert of Shur. Shur actually means bold, valiant. Have you ever gone to life and someone said to you, wow, you look bold today. You feel like, hmm, I like it, you know. And sometimes the older you get, the more unsure you are of that assessment, you know, like because you are more honest with yourself. It's like I might look bold, but I'm definitely not bold. I was so scared when you said that. I'm scared of you saying that because, you know, another meaning of, of, the, of the actual word sure is mighty. And we go through life, we want to have a mighty expression of God manifested to each one of us. We want our lives to be meaningful. And that's a good aspiration. But what if to aspire to be meaningful means that we have to go through places that are uncomfortable? We want to be meaningful, but no one is thirsty until they have not had. If you had enough water, you will not appreciate water. Are you with me? It is not after years, 420, some theologians say, after 420 years of Israel not seeing the power of God, that they were taken out of their area of replenishment than slavery to their promise. And they were taken through, sure. Is God going to do that for you? Sure. And every time I want to expose us to the possibility of going deeper in our relationship with God in this season, God wants congregations, people that are followers, disciples of God that are able to go deeper. God wants us to go through the shores of life. Is God going to be with you? Sure. And we answer on our Western way with certainty. We talked about certainty the other Sunday. But how certain you are when you're in the middle of what is uncomfortable. Because that's real certainty. The character of a man or a woman is said to be, you know, really explained when you are in a negative, not a positive. It is easy to forgive when you're winning. But it's so difficult. And it tries your body your mind, your health, in every way possible when you are in that moment, in that sure. I'm sure God is going to come up through you. You know, there's, there's a lot of, of, of our conversations that are bathed or are, are like infused with our good, our good thoughts. When was the last time that you said to your friend, I'm sure this is going to be super difficult for you. And I'm so glad. Because in the world that we live today, 
when they paint it difficult, when they're glad of the difficulties you are facing, they think you're a bad person. They judge your character by you explaining what is good for them. No one likes vegetables. Ask some of you guys. The predicaments that your parents went through to be able to make you, at least oblige you to eat something that was other shade than nuggets. Broccoli, God forbid you get that. You start rebuking the spirit of broccoli, you know, from your life. Do I have any amens? There you go. <laughs> There's two saved people. The rest are fake as it comes. Jokes. So this is, this is the opening. God might be asking us to understand the ripples of his grace. And for us to understand the ripples of his grace, we might have to pay attention to what we needed and how he supplied it on the back on, on our story. But how much we have moved from that and that need for supply to the maturity of having our life that walks with him towards what's the promise, not only the supply. Real discipleship is measured by your walk and not by your ability to grab. If you can grab something on the way, get on with, you know, and share it, by the way. But your ability to be a disciple is not measured by what you can receive from God. It's by your, your rhythm with God as you walk with him, as you keep on moving. We serve a God that is on the move. Nothing in life that is of any merit is static. Anything that actually grows, anything that keeps on being is on the move. We serve a God that is on the move. The people of Israel get, got static on the resources and they got enslaved by it and God has put them back in the move he created movement by hardship and sometimes that's the best kind of love we can get from heaven hard days Lord thank you for my hard days truth be told very few of us get into moments of emotional and spiritual lucidity that we can actually say, God, thank you. That was rough. Whew. But thank you, mate. Thank you for not leaving me when where was comfortable, but it was limiting. So I, I, I like that bold, valiant, you know, kind of mighty and brave kind of context. But if I tag along to the physical topography of it is on the desert. Real brave is proven on the difficult, not in the easy. So we move on, yeah? So Moses led them to what was difficult, but makes you grow on your bravery and your might. And he went through the miracle, the Red Sea. You remember that moment where God, and actually they have found, this is scientifically proven, they have found on the bottom of the Red Sea, the carcasses of those, those chariots that we have read off. You know, in history, they have had to prove it. There's people that said God didn't do that. And they went down and they took long but you know what? And wasted their life only to be smacked by the reality that it was there. I don't want to question God like that. 
There's other things in my life. There's another red sea that I question every day in my own life. I don't know you, but I have a red sea inside of my own chest. It's called my heart. And I need God to open my red sea every day and teach me what he wants to leave and drown at the bottom of that red sea. I don't know. If I have an amen, that would be great. You know what I mean? Because that means that I am not alone, that we are humans that need Christ to come and open for us a gap for us to be able to see what is at the bottom of that Red Sea and that understand that he's the only one that can leave it down there, that can drown it for good, and it can drown the authority that he has exercised over us and over the ones that were before us. I need a God that is stronger than my emotions, that is definitely over my past and is able to drown what has been drowning me. I need a God that is strong. I don't need words. I need actions. I serve a God that acts on it, that is on the move. A God that says enough is enough and I will put the limits to the waters and I will say when this starts and when this finishes. I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. This is not a story. This is my character. I need a God that can start showing me how he has stepped through the eons of my story and has shown me his grace. I need the ripples of grace. I don't need polite words. I don't need religion. I'm sick and tired of polite. I need power. Polite never changed history. Power did. Instagram that way. Wear the t-shirt. I don't know. Put the cap on. Whatever. And the world is sick and tired of vomiting Christians of polite. I need to accept things. The world is asking us to manifest the glory of God, and that's definitely not polite. There's nothing light of God. There's nothing light in God. He doesn't love you lightly. His hand is not light. If you say to God, put your hand upon my life, be careful what you ask for because he's heavy. God, put your thoughts on me. You feel the weight of his thoughts, the weight of his feelings. There's nothing light about your God. God is not skimmed. God is the full version. And he's not going to be changed by our needs, by our demands. Let me go back to the story, yeah? I mean, I'm getting too excited, but maybe you think that I'm going away. No, I'm not going away from the story. When they came to Mara, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. So the people grumble against Moses saying, we, what are we going to drink? First of all, when you are leading, people forget that you have the same needs that they have. So uh, foot for note, Moses was thirsty as well. He didn't have water as well. Just every time... You have a friend that is just dumping on you their problems. Most of the time, they're not thinking you have your own. Is that the word? Have you ever felt like that person that is reliable, that stone, that Peter, that Petros, that reliable, strong character in your family that everyone dumps their Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and never share their Friday and their Saturday? 
Have you ever been that Christian that is there to pray for their deliverance and for God to come through, but they never share with you when he came through? Have you ever found yourself bitter because of that? I'm going to catch up with you. Don't worry about it. I'm just doing a circle around you. You're sitting. I'm standing. It's a different purview. Because sometimes we think about what we are not drinking. But we forget that God has a different point of view. That he takes us through the place that makes us really sure. What makes you sure? What makes you strong and valiant and mighty? The deserts of life. That he might open doors. That he might show you your heart. But you have to go through sure to really become mighty. To really go through the places that would sharpen in you the ability to walk into your promise. But are you sure you want to go through there? Just the ripples. Just the ripples. Then Moses cried out to God, dependence, right? And the Lord showed him, wow, you love those moments. You know, when God shows you, you have a prompting. I mean, I had an idea, and it seems like it's not anti-biblical. So what do, you, what do you think? And you ask a person that you know has walked with God, you know, and has had situations and has seen their own Red Sea, and you, and, and you are there. And you say, like, what do you think? Can you help me pray for this? Can I be vulnerable with you? All of us have to have someone that we're vulnerable with, someone that will stand in the gap and intercede for us and with us, someone that knows the heaviness and the depth of the things that God has kept in us and has drowned in us and has supplied us with and our level of intimacy with God. Do we have any? Okay. Little amens, Lord. They didn't like that one. You know, integrity is a different thing. You know, it is what it is. The world we live in today, topography. In the world that we're living, we are living in a very fractured reality. And somehow, as a church, we are getting comfortable in that fracture. We're filling the gaps. We want to be loved. Mind the gap between the train and the people. It is going at a certain speed, and the church is not called to fill the gap. We're called to mind. Be mindful of what people are living, but cannot deter your speed. Topography. So the land has a structure, and it has a shape, it has a form. Our lives, our hearts have shaped, formed difficulties. Our walk with God has seasons. All of us have seasons. It's one of the best things that God has invented. The year has seasons. The human body has seasons. If you don't know, you have not been living for more than 13 seconds, you know, that everything under the breath of God has seasons, even the ones that we don't see. There's animals that are able to fester, that grow, better on different seasons. There are areas of our life and our emotions that grow better on different seasons, but not observe the seasons because we don't want the responsibility to grow with. But it's coming a time that we need to pay attention. As a church, we need to pay attention to what surrounds us. As a society, we have to 
pay attention to the shore, to the deserts that we're living in right now that are supposed to highlight his character through us as brave and not as people that are complacent. God wants the topography to trigger in us his purpose, but sadly sometimes it triggers the traumas in our own life. The word of God is of healing for us, but for healing to happen, you got to go to attend the trauma. We like healing. Jehovah Rapha. For those that study, you know, a little bit more than two seconds, the Bible. He is my healer. And you say in kind of like in an interesting accent, so it sounds like you really know what you're talking about. But we don't want to be sick. The topography of our life and our day triggers not only our trauma, but also triggers offense. Like never before, we are in a, in a world that is offended. Yes or no? Everything offends people. One plus one is two. Who said? Someone is offended. How was your day? Not too bad. Oh, that was very, very distant. Good morning. What makes it good? Are you judge? I hope it goes well for you. Do I really need that? The, the very religious ones, you know? Do I really need good right now? The Lord knows what I need. Should I keep on going? I'll hit you if I want. I can hit you from here. I can see it. We're fractured. We're traumatized. Even the deliverance of the people of then, they, yesterday, produced some trauma. Actually, I'll get even more into it. You know that it has been studied that trauma hinders the way that you think. And not only hinders the way that you think because have you ever been able to touch a thought? I thought about that. I catch that thought. That's only a, that's only a lie, really. Oh, I catch a train of thought, you know what I mean? Like, and we make it look fancy. But you know what happens? Trauma triggers your DNA to mutate. Your blood changes when you're traumatized. I'll even tell you more. The way your ability, the, the substances, the juices in your mind and body and brain change with trauma and they either add to your ability to even collect information or to not be able to remember. If truth be told, several people in this same room, we have it all here, have been traumatized by things that you said, did, did, did that really happen? Have you ever found yourself in one of those moments? I, can, I cannot really remember. And it's not lack of memory or your ability to be intelligent. It's not your IQ. Is your emotional ability to retain. Sometimes we protect hurt, trauma, offense, hurts more than we can see and perceive. It affects the body, the soul, the spirit. Because we are those. And being a Christian doesn't exempt us from being offended. Because we are in this body. We are flesh. 
and we're being reconciled by the second with God. I know this is boring to you, but if you need it next week, just remember these thoughts. I am broken, and I need you, Lord. Is this triggering something in me? Because the story is talking to us about them that were triggered in the midst of need of being made bold for their promise. And we like to clap, and it's a really nice message when we talk about God is bringing you to what he said, and we all like, yeah, and we all go that, but we got to go through what triggers healing in our lives. And we cannot go and step into what God has for us as the people that follow him, as his disciples, as a congregation in the individual and as collective, as part of the people of God in the world. God is wanting us to be sure in what we have believed. He wants to make us bold and mighty. He wants us to possess the land, but he wants us to have the muscles to be able to possess it. He doesn't mind you being famous through that song that you wrote. But do you have the muscles to stay holy? He doesn't mind your success. He doesn't mind providing for you. He doesn't mind that you are happy. But it is proven that ex-addicts in their heights and in their lows, they will go back to their addiction. The people, them, them, the people of Israel... They wanted water. We had plenty. We had plenty. I want to go to my yesterday. I want the plenty. I want, you know why? Why we don't, we don't have the ability to drink from this water? Why? Why? Mm, why, Lord? Why are you allowing this to happen? Why you take me through that? I, for God's sake, I forgot that you took me through the sea, that you showed me what I have inside. But God forbid that I am in need now. After you have done so much for me. Have you ever questioned your integrity in front of God and said, if you didn't do anything for me, if you didn't talk to me one more time, if I didn't feel one more day happy, if I didn't feel blessed, and I looked cursed to the ones that know you and to the ones that don't know you, would I still follow you? Real. Those are the thoughts of disciples in the middle of the night. When you're trapped in the places that you are sure. Those are the places that make you bold. Those are the places that lead you to have the muscles for the promise. We can go through the grumbling that has to talk about the heart. So we had gone through the desert. We talked a little bit about it. We had talked about the process that all of us have to go about. We have talked a little bit about the heart and the grumbling. But what about the humility? Every season will teach us how to cry out to God differently. For those that have walked with God always, it's a bit more challenging to understand those seasons. It is a lot easier for a person that knows he's wrecked to say, God, I need you. Or those that are not looking for excuses and want to make God look good in front of others. So either those, really bad days. God bless you, you're going to get through more. And you'll hopefully through it. Um, but Moses cried out to God. And it is a spiritual exercise to cry out to God. Because we're not meant to be emotional people. I'm not supposed to, I was like, I came to Sunday and I felt very encouraged. That's a bad Sunday, by the way. 
If you felt encouraged, that means out of the door, you're going to feel a lot of other things. And if you put it in the same shelf, that's wrong. You're not supposed to feel encouraged. You, you owned the courage. This is the place that we get encouraged to go and live it out there. But if you don't own it and you only feel it, it's not going to go anywhere. So bad Sundays are the ones that you feel encouraged. Feel encouraged. Tell yourself, don't feel. Be encouraged. We're not called to feel anything. There's a lot of feelings in the air. When's the last time you felt rich and you were not? <laughs> Hello, you have 100, 100 pounds in your pocket only, $100, 100 whatever yang or whatever country you're looking at this from. Maybe you had an un, 100 envelopes and you're, you know, I don't know, whatever, wherever context you are in right now, you felt rich. When was the last time you demanded yourself to feel happy for a whole week and you didn't, you didn't do that? This week I'm going to be happy. <laughs> if we're honest, God doesn't talk with liars. He resists you. But we cried out. We cried to the Lord and this, we start closing because you start kind of counting the minutes now. ADD generations, Lord. Help him, Lord. Good thing that heaven is forever. So if you have problems with long sermons, don't go to heaven. <laughs> no, do yourself a favor. Just skip heaven. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Heaven is not quick. It's going to be forever. So if you want really quick ups, you know, with God, you're definitely not fitted for heaven, mate. You know, it is what it is. You want really quick encouragement. Man, you will never get to anything in life. Just foot for thought. So the Lord issued a ruling. After God saw that Moses cried out, he gave instructions. So we have the humility and the dependence that actually carries us to receive instruction. Instruction always leads us to in, in structure. Instruction, the instruction from God through the life of Moses led them to create a structure in their life. Prove it to me, Pastor Chris. I'm glad you're asking. Therefore, the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. For those that don't think that God can test you, he's definitely going to. You've never been in the room that day. He said, he said, if you listen carefully, ah. Oh, Every parent in the room, this is healing. For those that listen carefully, have you ever been in the room with your son, your daughter? You are a son and a daughter of someone. When was the last time that they asked, are you listening? I know that's not your case. That's someone else. You know you have a brother or a sister that was asked by your mom and your dad, are you listening? You never heard your grandma shouting at your grandpa, do you listen? No, that's a different case. No. Therefore, the Lord issued a ruling and an instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, if you listen, care fully. Watch the line on that one, eh? Care and care fully. No. That's an opinion. No, God thinks that that's a good idea. I mean, God loves me anyways. To be able to really experience grace as power, to be able to experience the ripples 
of grace, not of permission. Grace, permission, grace. I put up with you almost. <laughs> we cannot think that God wants us to care more or less. We got to observe that he wants us to care fully. Do we care fully? Are we carefully listening? Carefully listening to the Lord, your God, ownership. And do you do, you do what is right in his eyes? So it's not only what you listen, but your actions in front of him. I am always with you. I will never forsake you. And you like that when you're in problems. But when you're taking that decision that sometimes you take at certain hours of the day, you know, when you're eating that extra piece of beef, or you're just kind of like, whatever. I'm not saying, I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. You put your exclamation point whenever you need it. Don't worry. I'm not maybe talking about you. Put the hand on your neighbor and say, that was for you. Very carefully, very carefully. And he says, you know, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, I see all things omniscient. If you pay attention, pay, 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 a financial term. If you worship, if you pay attention, what are you paying attention, paying homage to? What are you depositing your attention to? What are you worshiping? If you are careful on what I have said and you are worshiping what I have set you to do and who is my person, my character, if you are careful to do the right thing in front of my eyes, my commands, and you keep what I have decreed, what I've said, essentially, I will not bring on you any these ease, the ones that I brought to your past. Sorry, the Egyptians. Sorry, your neighbors. Sorry, that cousin. Sorry, that yesterday. Maybe. Sometimes the desert doesn't mean you're on reproach. But don't add to the desert a reproach. Don't bring disease to the test. Don't bring disease to the growth. We want easy and we want it now. But I have two great news. It is not going to be easy. And I preached about now yesterday, the other Sunday, but for the now, it is a posture, I said, not a time zone. As we have the worship team back and they free you from the trauma of having to look about these things, God takes us through the desert and, to the, and through the places that will lead us to growth. He will take us through process. He will actually lead us into understand the Red Seas and the deliverance from our hearts. He will also take us to places of humility if we're listening, if we're crying out to him like Moses. He will take us. The word of God is true and all men are liars. God is true. If we are humble and cry out to God, he will give us instruction that will bring internal structure to keep us humble, to keep us in his command and his decrees. And if we follow him, we're closing the circle. He will bring no disease. I think we can mature from the milk and we can get into the full fat version of gospel. The milk version says, Lord, I want it. Now I want it easy. Lord, bless me. The full fat Christian disciple, the one that is taking it serious, the one that is allowing the instructions to create internal structures 
transformational power of God, the ones that are observing the ripples of that grace, the ones that talk about the stick or the tree being thrown at the water that was bitter, maybe understand that that tree is only a shadow of our Christ and the cross. I'm going to close it. Sometimes we go through life without understanding the power of the cross. That God is, it doesn't have it as sufficient. That the portion of being a disciple of God is not having chats and conversations that are nice and encourage us to continue feeling nice in life. To be a disciple of God will demand, not only ask from us, will demand that we are careful in the way that we follow. It will take us some, some of us this week. Maybe you are coming from a week like that. Through a sure. Through a place that makes you strong so you are sure of what you believed in. Be my guest. Walk near to God and you will always find yourself either coming into a sure place or out of a shore, of a desert. But mind also that God is saying, I don't only provide direction and instruction. I don't only provide for you to be able to follow me. I want you to understand the weight of my cross. It is not only by our actions that we're meant to walk with Christ. It is by the power of who he is and the cross. The significance of that tree. The Bible in different translations speaks to us about Jesus being crucified to the tree. We see in different moments in the Bible that they, they had that symbol that through the tree, what was hung on the tree will be redeemed. Redeem is made new. If you need any area in your life, you got to throw a stick at it. If you need any area in your life to be made new and redeemed, you have to show that area the power of the cross in the daily in your life. You might be going through a difficult moment. You might be going through a difficult season. You might be in a difficult relationship. You might not have everything you think you need. And even what you have has become bitter. Maybe you are triggered by situations. Maybe the traumas of yesterday that you didn't allow the cross to come through and cleanse are triggered by this moment. God is cleaning his church like never before. God is not taking your, your pain as hostage. He is getting rid of it all. God wants you to walk whole. He doesn't want followers to have to have that debris of yesterday following them. God wants you to walk strong and dependent from him. Throw a stick. Let the cross challenge your yesterday. Show your weak, your desert, your need. Maybe your bitterness is not on the emotions. Maybe you are really quick to forgive and forget, not only forgive. But maybe it's a different type of bitterness. Maybe there's different waters in your life that are still bitter that you have not exposed them to that stick, to that cross that is for us. That stick was only a shadow of something that we have assurance today. 
that God is committed to show and manifest in each one of us his cross, his forgiveness, his grace, his power. But you got to allow that cross to get into those borders. You got to allow God to touch that area. You got to allow your God to domain. If you are careful and you follow, you got to allow God. This doesn't happen if you don't allow him. He is not controlling. He's not abusive. He needs to be allowed in. He is a gentleman. He is the Lord. He doesn't push himself through. He is a lion, but he also is a Lord. He doesn't have to. He's asking you to understand that if you delight in his ways, he will not add disease, but he will bring healing to you, to your land, to your heart. The word of God today is of healing. Enough is enough. You cannot keep on showing your waters point at your ripples. enough is enough this happened to me you don't understand I give you good news I don't have to understand no one has to understand God knows throw at it the cross I know that this sounds like we have heard it a thousand times but show me the thousand ways you have added that cross into your waters Show me those areas that you say, I talk like that because of, there's no ripples on that water. I think like that because of, where are the ripples on that water? See, those emotions that I have, you know, I, I have this inclination to this type of specific thing because of, you don't know. And God says, I know. I know. Therefore, the instruction becomes structure. And then the stick will show us the story. The cross will show us that we fit to be consumed by our generation. You are those that from you rivers of living water will come from. That's called refreshment, replenishment. You can live without food for a long time, but without water, difficult. Come to me and drink for free. For the Bible says that he observes you as that replenishment that alleviates the disease. That's you. Maybe you need a drink. Maybe you have not been observing the ripples. Maybe you for, forsook the power of the cross in your own life. Maybe you never learned it. Maybe you have gone against it with your own might. Maybe you thought that Bible was something to read only in the weekends. Maybe you thought that God was only exposing you to rules but not relationship. Today is the day that you throw a good cross to that bitterness, to that loneliness, to that empty, to that void today throw a stick and walk repentant
want to pray for us. If this message has been for you, I want to ask you to you stand up. I'm not looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Is there any area in your life that I'm not asking you to say, well, it's obvious. Do you have conviction of a specific area in your life that there is no ripples? I want to see your hands up. There's an area in your life that has no ripples. And you say, Lord, I need ripples. I need to see the weight of the cross. I need to be able to get out of the dis-ease. Keep it up. Get up. Those that don't have your hand up, pray for those that have it because they're honest. <laughs> Father, thank you because your hand is more than enough. Father, thank you because your grace, Father, is inevitable. As we submit, as we cry out to you, Lord, as you lead us, as you instruct us and you structure in us, your ways, your commandments, Father. Father, you will cure us from these ease, Lord, but even better, you will make us rivers of water. Father, thank you. Because your word says that you are a man, Father, that is acquainted with our disease, with our need, Father, with our lack of ripples in areas, Lord, but you are also God, Lord, and as you came and you died for us, Lord, we don't need anything else to come into our waters, Lord. Please. Clean us, Lord, that know you and those that don't know you, Lord, that are listening to this. If you don't know God and today you want to make a decision, wherever this finds you through the internet or here physically, if you have not made a decision, if you have not taken accounts in front of God and said, I need you, Lord, would you become my God? I repent of my sin. Come and be my God, my Savior. This is your moment. Father, we need you. We need your hand. We need your grace. We need the ripples of your grace. We need the ripples of you as our cross, as our Savior. Father, we need the ripples. Father, it's not enough for the promise. It is not enough that we are delivered. Father, we need you. <clears throat> Lead us today. That we don't get entangled in the situation of our hearts. That we don't become religious and only knowledgeable of letter. Father, we don't want this. If it's only that, Lord, we need you. We need your power. We need your grace. Father, we need your blood. We need your cross. Father, we don't need religion. We need you, Father. We need relationship, Lord. Today, we are not tired of this. And until we see you face to face, Lord, we want to keep on seeing your cross making ripples in our lives. Father, we want the ripples that are happening in our lives to create, Father, that nourishment in our generation, in our community, in our uni, in our offices, in our relationships, and Father, in our friendships, Father, in the name of Jesus, the one that we live in a ripple of, it is because you have created this ripple, this effect in our lives this father this wave of glory in us lord that we are here father we're not satisfied without those ripples father we don't want to become stale and stagnant we want to keep on seeing your ripples father enlarge our territory father lead us into knowing the depths of what you have done in our hearts father we ask 
as those that are from you. We are your property. You are our God, Lord. We will carefully look at your commands, Lord. And we will continue to see the disease of the land being alleviated and taken care of by your mercy, by your grace, by your power over each one of us. Not only for us, it is not enough that we are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing, Lord. You are that kind of God that you never touch one to keep it there. You touch one for it to grow. You have never done one thing, Lord, that stayed put. You are a God of movement. You are a God of power. One drop has resulted in each one of us. One drop of your blood has resulted in each one of us to be taken from our darkness and our need to your light, to your glory. Father, we have a hope that cannot be extinguished by the times and the topographies in our mind, in our emotions, in our politics. Lord, you are the God that sustains it all. You keep us with our heads held high. You are God. And we lift your name. you are and beside you there's nothing so today Lord we repent from any grumbling we repent from allowing areas of our life to have become stale and unmoved by your passion and your heart and your hand Lead us, urge us, stir us as we walk closer. And this we pray in the name of Jesus. If this is for you, you gotta say amen. On the 23rd of this month, we're going to inaugurate a space that is a space for a city. Not only for a group, this is not a club. We saw a video, and that space holds a promise that is for you. It is a place where the church can thrive. We're going to be able to touch the life of many. Many have put in hours and hours of work and sacrifice of time. And the Lord has steps for us to be able to see through that space. We call it the cave out of love. Because it's a place where people will find shelter and protection. But it's a place where people are able to dream and think again. And able to catapult their realities and touch the fiber of what God has for them in the real in the tangible where people can grow where people not only belong but where they can actually host those that are coming to belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken to a people that don't know any end because God is for us God has provided God has done it in places and in a, in a moment that there was no possibilities in the natural and in the human and God has done it again he has humbled the wise and he has actually taken care of the things that were needed and even the things that we didn't know. And that's the same for your story and for my story. It is our story. We are his people. And he stands in the gap. This is a place to see many come through that. 
as a congregation, I want you guys to own it as it's yours. Have dreams about it. Invite everyone you know. The ones that like God, the ones that hate God. We like the hate God ones better than we like the, the love God ones most of the days. At least I do. I don't know. Nate is with me in the back. Invite everyone. We're going to have food. There's not going to be, you know, the choir. There's not going to be a, a worship service. We're not going to have a sermon that day, but there's the Holy Spirit's going to be there. You don't want to miss it. Bring someone close. It's time to take the city by the horns, babe. Please take this out of the YouTube because they will think it's very weird. <laughs> they will not get the context. It will sound weird. <laughs> it's time to see our God do what he does. Restore the broken into him. Okay? And as we worship, this is a celebration for us all. If you have not been there yet, don't worry about it. You'll be there if you want. But on the 23rd, if you need, if you want, if you can, please come. There's more information coming during the week. Stay in the Instagrams and all that jazz that people know how to find. I don't. <laughs> Stay informed. I love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to share how God is speaking to you through this message, let us know on any of our social media platforms. Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanchor.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.